Hello and welcome to the Bundesliga show, European edition, uh, which is brought to you by Over the Bar with your hosts, myself, Rory Petrie, and Nuremberg's finest, Mark Broadhurst. Um, we are delighted to be joined by another guest uh, on this first ever European edition of the show, a new mini-series that we're doing. Um, we'd like to welcome Phil Bundesliga Bonnie, as he's known on Twitter. Um, Phil is a freelance Bundesliga commentator whose voice you will have heard many a time watching the Bundesliga coverage. So we're very excited to welcome Phil onto the show today. So let's bring him in. Hi, guys. How are you? Welcome, Phil. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, coming on the first ever edition of our European show, uh, which obviously we'll be talking about how six Bundesliga teams that are involved in European competitions have been getting on up to match day three. Um, so we'll be getting into that in a moment's time. Just before we do, we'll be doing a little bit of our usual admin. So before we get started, please do us a favour and click the big red button to subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube, that is, and to click the little bell icon in the corner, which will send you a notification so you do not miss a show. And of course, if you're listening on an audio platform, please do also subscribe so you do not miss out as well. Thank you very much. Um, so we'll be just getting straight into it right now. So we'll be moving on to the Champions League where we'll start. And we're going to start in Group A, which obviously holds Bayern Munich uh, amongst, obviously, their three other teams in the group. Um, so I'm going to go straight over to you, Phil, with a with an opening question, um, as obviously we're starting with Bayern Munich, who are alongside Atletico Madrid, RB Salzburg and Lokomotiv Moscow. Uh, firstly, uh, Phil, would you say you're impressed with Bayern's start and do they look like a side who are determined to go back to back in this competition. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the Germany uh, card and the Bayern fan card. Yeah, am I impressed? No, not impressed. Do I expect them to be at the top with nine points? Pretty much, yeah. The way they've been playing recently, uh, can't see anybody stopping them at the moment. Um, just they're laying waste to absolutely everybody that comes through. Although, big problem for them is that Kimmich is out until uh, the new year. That that that'll hurt them. Um, yeah. They can ill afford to lose someone of his stature. Young though he is, um, he's he's an absolutely amazing player this uh, last season and a bit, and and he's, he's a big miss for them. Do you think then, with with regards to missing Kimmich and then potentially an issue in the squad in terms of depth, that that's where the struggle obviously going having to you know do it twice a week, and then obviously the likes of Goretzka and and Tolisso are still a fine midfield duo, but do you just think they're lacking? with that leader in terms of Kimmich? Oh, I, I wouldn't say that they were lacking, but it, Kimmich <laughs> just brings them something extra. I think I think where they might have problems is is the whole, uh, I've been calling it the clash situation uh, with David Alaba. Should I stay? Should I go? Um, if, if it was up to me, I, I would put the money on the table and keep him at, at Bayern. Um, it's it's a, one of those things that over the years, Bayern have got their own way of doing things. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah. Tony Tony Kors was was a, a big example of 
the uh, either you do it our way or you go. Uh, so we went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can understand. I can see it from both points of view as well. Uh, you know, produced by Bayern pretty much through their uh, uh, the ranks, and uh, they wanted to keep him as one of their their players. But he looked around at the other players that were equally as important to the squad. Um, and and it, when you watched him when he was there, he was the man that was being given the the on-field commands. So he was the one going to the touchline and picking up what uh, Jupp Heynckes was saying or, or, or whoever was the coach at the time. And, and then bringing that on to the pitch. Uh, and I think he looked around and said, well, do you know what? I think I'm as worth as much money as everyone else is a week. Um, and uh, I think there was a little clash of interests. Uh, you know, it's always about the money, isn't it? And uh, in the end, he decided that he would seek pastures new. And, and it will be the same for Alaba if, 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 if they can't work it out. It's not as if he's going to go, go hungry without a job. Quite, yes, <laughs> without a doubt. And then, obviously, as you've mentioned, Phil, have you been impressed? No, but do you expect them to be top with nine? Yes, in terms of the strength of the teams in the group with them, we've seen Bayern put four past Atletico, who you would have thought would have been, obviously, their main challenges in the group. Um, do you expect Atletico, Atletico to qualify with Bayern as a top two, or do you think someone like RB Salzburg might be able to sneak in there? I don't. I don't think Salzburg have got it in them. Um, locomotive difficult to beat, but um, I think you probably tipped it right. I think it'll be Bayern and Atletico that'll go on to the next round. Brilliant stuff. So yeah, obviously as as we're talking now, so Bayern are comfortably top of their group in Group A on uh, see on nine points with Atletico on four in second, and then it's Locomotive and Salzburg in third and fourth. They're on two and one points respectively. So that obviously looks quite close. So what we'll do is before we move on, we'll just go around the three of us just to say who we think are going to qualify as first and second from the group. I'll kick us off and I'll say that Bayern will finish top of the group. And I have a slight feeling that Atletico might slip up again. So I'm going to shout out RB Salzburg to get in their second place. Oh, <laughs> yeah, actually, do you know what? I'm actually going to agree with you, Rory. I have not been impressed with Atletico in the games that I've seen. I think I watched the first leg of that tie between uh, Atletico v Salzburg, and I really wasn't impressed with Atletico at all. I thought they were really lucky in that game. Like, I know they've started well in La Liga, but I've not been impressed with them so far in the Champions League. And I do think that um, I think Salzburg can take them in Austria. And I've got a funny feeling that Bayern will win in Atletico. So I think that might just nudge it towards a Salzburg shock qualification there ahead of Diego Simeone's men. I've got a feeling for that one. <laughs> and then, Phil, your top two for this group. Well, it's, it's going to be Bayern, I'm fairly sure. Um, and you're writing off Locomotive Moscow without much... Uh... <laughs> Without much ado, I, I don't think that Salzburg are going to be able to produce the goods over the, the remaining fixtures. And I'm going to sit on the fact. There's a part of me that wants to say Locomotive Moscow, you know. They, <laughs> two, two draws and one loss to buy. Because they're tough too. But I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with what I said originally and I'll go with the Athletic Club. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. So... Okay. On to Group B then, uh, and Mark's going to talk us through, uh, obviously, who uh, have Munchen Gladbach in Group B. So, Mark, over to you for this one. 
Okay, yeah, so obviously Mönchengladbach have had an amazing run so far. I mean, I think nobody, one of the toughest groups in the competition, along with obviously Shakhtar Donetsk from uh, Ukraine, which were probably considered to be the second weakest side after Gladbach. Then obviously two European giants in Real Madrid, uh, 12-time win, 13-time winners actually. And obviously Inter Milan as well, who won it as recently as 2010. But I think, I mean, obviously Gladbach, five points from three games, including that amazing 6-0 win in Donetsk in the last round of fixtures. I mean, it could have been more, couldn't it, uh, Phil? I mean, obviously they were leading 2-1 until the last minute in both of the other fixtures as well, before, unfortunately, they let late leads slip, yeah. Phil, do you think that could cost them in the group, those late goals? Well, you, you said it You said it quite quite well. You said, I mean, you, let's not forget, they were 2-0 up against Real Madrid. 2-0 with not a lot to play. And my feeling is that particular turnover or, or, or draw in the end might be the one that costs them. The, the win against Shakhtar, excellent. Uh, Inter Milan can be wobbly, can... You know they're the good and the bad. You know, for those of you watching, uh, anybody watching, you can see my Southampton shirt be here behind me. You know, uh, the Champions League is a funny thing that I've never experienced with my club. So I'm uh, <laughs> keeping my fingers crossed. You never know. Ralph Hasenhuttle might just bring us to uh, to glory. Um, I'm hoping so. But uh, yeah, I, that group at the moment is so on a knife edge. Another good draw for Gladbach and that might just see them through, albeit in second place. Um, or the, the thing could explode. Donetsk could just come over the top of them and, and Madrid will find a way of getting through one way or the other they normally do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what do you think they need to do, Phil, to obviously qualify? Because they've got five points, but obviously all of the teams are still in the race in that group. Obviously Real Madrid getting that big 3-2 win in the last game of fixtures with the late goal beating Inter. I mean, a lot of people thought they were out of the group, really, after the first two rounds, but I think that win brings them right back into it. You can never rule Real out. So, obviously, five points from three games. How many more points do they need to get through Gladbach, do you think? Well, they need a lot of things to get through, because one of the other things that uh, not uh, we haven't mentioned yet is the, 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 the squad is very small at Gladbach. Mm -hmm. They've got 26 players in the squad. Um, I saw quite a few of their um, pre-season games, about three of their pre-season games and the warm-up games, and all of them, they were without Turam, Player and Embolo. And without those three, they were really poor up front. There was no teeth at all. Uh, Hannes Wolf, youngster, promising, was no. a little bit of a bright light in those three games. But without without those three, they, they've, they've got no teeth. And, and that would be what would bother me, should there be more injuries um obviously you know it's over a period of time so they they they, they could they could lose um uh, a couple of those strikers quite easily because they they are especially Embolo and Turama are very prone to, to to getting knocks um conversely as i said an, another couple of draws and and and, and Gladbach are through uh with results going it right real or 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 to or to, to donis or to or to inter um a couple more draws and I think I think Gladbach do it so basically I, th I think they've got enough to do it uh, they've got enough confidence to do it they've been playing well recently they pipped Leverkusen recently uh, um, or nearly got <laughs> that, was, that was a game I'll never forget it was, uh, um, so, so they've, they've had some tough games recently um, 
but that's the level that they want to be at that every club wants to be at uh and 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 those those are the the amazing uh, uh games okay lazaro scored a worldie right at the end uh, but they were neck and neck all the way through and it was almost a shame that one side had to win yeah. um leverkusen who we'll talk about in a while i'm sure um they wouldn't have been upset if they'd come away with just a point off of that yeah yeah i think obviously the next two games have got to be key in that group as well obviously the whole shakhtar in the next round of fixtures you've got to think that's a must win really because that would take them up to eight points and then maybe one point from the last two i think they are capable of getting a point at home to inter in that fifth game really or even beating them and i think probably in my opinion nine points will be enough in that group because like every team has 10 points from each other and I do think nine points would be enough. Obviously, you don't want to be going away from home to Real Madrid in the last game and needing to get a point. I mean, obviously, I think if it comes to that stage, then they'll probably go out. But I think the key is they've got to aim for four points from these next two games, really. I think I think you're right, Mark. I, th I think the absolute must win is, is the Shakhtar Donetsk game at home. If you can't win yeah. that one, then you've got really nothing yeah. to look forward to in, in, yeah. in the rest of Europe. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, decide who is going to get through in this uh, in this group. Yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Real Madrid to win the group because I just think Real they just do it, don't they? You know, I think obviously an awful start, but I'm going to go Real and I'm going to go for Munchen Gladbach as well. I think they're going to do it. I think they'll get through. And Rory. Yeah, I agree with that. Madrid top, Gladbach second. I think they'll beat Shakhtar and then be able to to do enough. So yeah, they're, they're my top two. I'm going to stay German on this one. I'm going to go Borussia Mönchengladbach to win the group with Real Madrid in a close second. Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Let's hope so. So moving on to the third team that are involved in the Champions League. And that's in Group F with Borussia Dortmund, who uh, who now lead their group after a slow start in Lazio uh, away, that was, of course. Um, so this is a very tight group as it stands. Um, so, Phil, what are your expectations for the rest of the three games uh, for Dortmund? Do you expect them to complete the job and top the group of what, in theory, to start with, was probably quite a good-looking group for them? Dortmund drive me absolutely potty. Um, they do it on a weekly basis. They are so talented, so skillful. They've got so many good players, and then they... Dortmund fans uh, hate me, but I always say they, they're over flowery. They try and walk the ball into the net. They try and they play for each other, but they try and set people up when they really should just have a shot at goal. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they've 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 been punished for it several times, not just this season, but but uh, <laughs> over the last few seasons. I, I really like their style of play. I really uh, love the the whole Dortmund vibe. Uh, one of the few. Um, grounds once when we still had um spectators there they they had a tifo that reduced me to tears um and and it seriously did it was a, it was a it was a picture of a father and his son and the, and the text was something like just as my father with me and his father with him coming to the football i just <laughs> niagara falls as they say. <laughs> yeah uh, just i love that i'm in front of the yellow wall and the, the fact we're missing so much at the moment without the fans yeah. being there and uh, we, i don't need to tell anybody because we all we're all suffering the same i don't think there's anybody out there that's going oh no i like i like it without fans it, it helps me uh, concentrate on whatever um the one thing i worry about with dortmund is their inconsistency they they, they sometimes play like gods and sometimes like 
they've never seen a ball before uh, um and and that is the thing that worries me in that group they got a nasty shock against lazio and i think i think yeah. that they'll that, but that is for me what happens to dortmund sometimes they they sometimes think that just turning up is going to be enough they've got harland they've got royce they've got hummels who's having a brilliant season at the back um there is so much talent there with with the youngsters with bellingham with sancho with uh, uh, reina uh, fantastic fantastic skills fantastic uh, abilities uh, and then you get someone like okay jaden sancho got an assist uh, a couple of days ago but his 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 form has just dropped off the edge of a cliff in the yeah. bundesliga he's he's setting up plenty of um, or set up a few goals um and it, it, it would be a worry, or it is a worry uh, for, 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 for Dortmund fans. That what if they can't reproduce the kind of that brilliant, bursting, fiery Dortmund that everyone loves to see, where Haaland's running through? I mean, even in their Classico recently, that goal he scored, absolutely fantastic stuff. But then you get beaten away at Lazio. Indeed. Um, would you say, Phil, that out of the, the remaining teams in the group, Lazio, the the one team that are going to potentially push them for top spot. Don't don't see it coming from Zenit, say, and and the other side in the group. Nope, don't fancy those two. Um, I think what nightmare nightmare scenario would be that uh, Dortmund drop out to Lazio and Bruges, uh, Brugge. That would be uh, that would be disastrous. Um, but again. It's Dortmund. They could. That's <laughs> Dortmund. Are, Dortmund are like Liverpool for me. That they'll fight until the last ninety-third minute and never say never because they are capable of getting two goals in two minutes and yeah. turning the whole thing round. Um, there's there's a lot of parallels there. Obviously, not just Klopp, but um, yeah. I, yeah. I'm confident they'll go through, but I'm not sure whether it'll be as first or, or as second. Brilliant. Well, so for the top two predictions then for this group, um, for me, I feel like it's fairly home and hosed. Uh, after their slow start, I'm going to back them, uh, British Dortmund, to top the group, uh, which I feel they need to do. And then second place will be taken up by Lazio for me. Uh, so, Mark, what are you saying for this group? Yeah, as much as it pains me to say, because I am a Zenit St. Petersburg diehard fan, actually, as well. But, I mean, it's really not going well in the Champions League for them these days. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go for... I think Club Brugge, maybe we've kind of slightly uh, underestimated them because they have had a good group so far, really. I mean, obviously, they did lose to Dortmund in the last game, but still, there's no shame in that. So I do think Bruges still have a chance of going through in that second spot. But yeah, I definitely think Dortmund, but I'm going to just go Lazio in second as well. And then Phil? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. I, 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 you know, in, in, a, in a where everything works out kind of world, I think Dortmund should be first and, and Lazio come in second. Uh, and yeah. From a Dortmund point of view, let's hope that that happens. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that brings us nicely on to probably what's been maybe one of the most entertaining groups in the whole tournament, to be honest, so far. I think, obviously, nobody can really disagree with that as well. Obviously, Group H with Razen Balsport Leipzig being involved with that one as well. I mean, obviously, Leipzig's campaign has been really, really up and down. I mean, it couldn't have been any more up and down, to be honest with you, you know. Obviously, starting off with a comfortable win against uh, Basak Shehir, and then getting the ab absolutely caned at Old Trafford by Rory's Man United. 
<laughs> yeah, which I'm sure Rory enjoyed. It's been one of few high spots for United this season. But then, obviously, coming back with an absolutely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But obviously, oh God, yeah. finally back with an absolutely magnificent two-one win against the All Stars of Paris Saint-Germain. You know, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Making up for that devastating semi-final loss in the Champions League last year, of course, three-nil in the semi-final. Then. Yeah, uh, Phil, what do you make of this group? Because, I mean, even well, Istanbul Basakir can't be ruled out yet. <laughs> well, you did say, and I was going to pick you up on it, on the Paris Saint-Germain with their superstars, but they were missing a couple of superstars for that one, I think <laughs> you'll find. Um, and they did get a right smacking against uh, uh, Man United, which I thought was possibly a little flattering to Man United in the end. Uh, but I would say that because I'm a Southampton fan. <laughs> um yeah, sorry about that, Rory. It's, it's the one oh, moment no, 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 in my no. entire in my entire life. I'm 56 now. You know, this is, <laughs> this, is this is the gulf between fans of of, uh, of successful clubs and fans of want to be successful clubs. Uh, you know, we, we had our we had our one moment in 1976, and uh, we had our one moment like two weekends back, um, <laughs> for top of the table for the first time in 20, 22 years. This is something that. Fans of big clubs have no idea, and Ralph Asenhüttl was absolutely right. I photo, I took a, I took a, a, a photo of it on my mobile phone. There we are at the top, and I can remember doing it the last time as well uh, <laughs> when we were over, overnight leaders. But uh, yeah, this group is is uh, it's more than a group of death. Uh, death. Um, you can't rule out uh, Basaksha here either. Um, it's 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 fascinating because of that you know leipzig have still got to go to paris uh paris saint germain um man united has still got to come to leipzig uh, which isn't the uh, the easiest you don't know as well by the time they arrive maybe there'll be some uh, fans in the stadium that part of germany has had uh lower numbers or had lower numbers and was allowed more uh fans in than certain other areas at the time i mean obviously this is just uh, conjecture. Um, we don't know where we're going to be at the end of November. Um, but the fans might uh, um, have a role to play yet. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the permutations are incredible. Can you imagine Paris Saint-Germain not getting through? That would be a, a, a bomb dropped from a great height on, uh, on, on, a, on a club that, as you say, got through to the semi-finals. Uh, and then onwards that uh, last time um yeah i don't know is the answer <laughs> yeah i think that's as good as an answer as any to be honest because yeah i think i'm pretty much the same obviously united absolutely flew out of the blocks in the group winning away at paris saint-germain with a really good performance as well i think nobody thought that was possible but then, yeah. obviously, the 5-0, and then you're just thinking, come on, United. I mean, I'm not a United fan. I'm a Wigan fan, actually, Phil. So, yeah, I think Wigan are actually like uh, Southampton made Wigan look like... Uh, yeah, I think Wigan makes Southampton look like a big club, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I agree, the Manchester United, the Manchester United, but I, I was I'm possibly a little unfair because of my sporting rivalry with, uh, with yeah. the Reds. It's, uh, um, yes, you're absolutely right. Two big wins very big yeah. wins and then falling flat on their face yeah. away from home. Okay. Um, it might be a bit of that Dortmund syndrome that, you know, Oh, here we are in Turkey and all we've got to do is show up and, and stroke the ball around a little. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, and I think also, I mean, would you put it beyond this United team to lose at home or draw home to Bashak Shehir as well? I think no at the moment, to be honest with you. It's like United are just they're so inconsistent. It's quite scary, really, at the minute, you know. And I think they've not won many home games at all this season. In fact, have they won at home in the league? I don't think they've won in like four or five home games in the league. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, if... In the past, you'd have said that was an absolute banker, United, to be one of these kind of lesser European novices, really. Sure. But nowadays, you're not even 100% sure. So I think, I mean, you can't fully uh, rule out the Turks as well at the minute. So I think it's, um, but yeah, I mean, a really interesting group. They, yeah, well, they come into it knowing that they are the whipping boys of the group and yeah. they have absolutely nothing to lose. So they're going to enjoy every, I mean, you've got two massive massive clubs to play in in man united yeah. and, and 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 paris saint germain yeah. so they really are just going to go for it you, you saw in um, i'm sure rory saw it way too starkly and, and would never want to see it again um <laughs> but but, yeah. but you saw with the relish with which they set about their game at home against man united these are these are the the, the games you live for as uh, uh, when you're a, a fan or a player even in, in that sort of level um it wouldn't surprise me if Parry lost out yeah. and Leipzig pipped them to it, I, I really, I mean, you're going to ask me that question in a minute about who I think is going to come in first, second yeah. and third in this group. And I, I'm really, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've only got a couple of seconds to answer because I am going to drop that question on you now in a second, Phil. Yeah, but I'm, I'm actually going to make the job a bit easier by going first. Yeah. So, so who's going to get through Group H? I'm actually going to go, I think United will still win it because I think they've got those two big wins. And I think it's going to be, as long as they beat Bashak Shehir at home in that game, they're going to be, they'll probably just need one point to top that group, perhaps, if they do manage that. So, yeah, I think that'll be, I think United will win the group, actually. And I'm going to go Leipzig for second, simply because I, you never really, when do you ever see Neymar and Mbappe start together nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I have a good friend who's a Paris Saint-Germain fan and he's from Paris and he says the fans don't like Neymar and Mbappe actually anymore because they feel like they just don't really, they're not committed to the club. So yeah, as a result, after hearing that, I thought, do you know what? I think they could just go home early and I think I'm going to go United top followed by Rasenbausport Leipzig. Rory. Yeah, well, uh, from from a Man United point of view, it's been a it has been a topsy turvy group stage so far. Um, baffling performance in the last game against Shakhtar, but um, I, yeah, I do expect us to to bounce back and and beat them at home, which, as you've alluded to, Mark, puts us in a pretty strong position in the group um, with PSG to come to us. Um, so another point should be at least enough to qualify. So I'm going to say. United topped the group uh, with PSG coming through in second place. I think RB will very narrowly miss out, I'm afraid. That's what I reckon. I think it's a good shout, Rory. I, th I think there is the possibility of Leipzig not um, getting all the way because they, I'm not saying they only know how to play one way, but they like to attack. And you saw that against yeah. uh, Manchester United every time. And then they just got smacked back and smacked back and smacked back yeah, again yeah. to lose uh, by more goals possibly. I think, you know, 3-0 would have probably been a fairer result. Um, but then they just keep trying. Yeah. They keep trying. Yeah. And and I, I think their end position will pretty much hang on their uh, away game at Paris. If they beat Paris Saint-Germain, they will finish second to Manchester United. I can't see Man United messing up 
um, yeah. in, uh, in, in Leipzig, um, but you never know. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll say, yeah, I'll, I think probably Man United will, be, will come out of that one top. And, and, and depending on what happens, if, if, yeah, I think whoever wins the game Leipzig, uh, Paris Saint-Germain against Leipzig will be in second place. Can yeah. I say that? that yeah 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 <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah thanks a lot for that yeah okay so let's progress now on to the europa league because obviously we also have two german sides involved with the europa league as well so yeah rory do you want to start us off there yeah sure um so we've got yeah as mark mentioned two representatives from germany in the europa league a jam-packed europa league seems to be more and more teams in it each and every year um, so in Group C, we've got Bayer Leverkusen, um, who are kind of sitting in a rather interesting looking group at the moment as as it stands, they, they sit joint top, um, having dismantled Nice 6-2, Patrick Vieira's Nice, uh, which is a superb game where it was a game where they've been following a little bit of pressure and there'd been a bit of a demand for them to score goals and all of a sudden six come along. Um, so it seems that they're just starting to hit form at the right time so Phil have you kind of spotted this kind of just them starting to click into gear and do you think this will be perfect timing in terms of helping them out of their group I think Leverkusen are doing brilliantly at the moment the the last game before the international break um where they pipped uh black back to, to to all three points they've they've in in Lucas Solaria they've got a, a forward now who has been given the trust of Peter Bosch uh, to go out there and play every week. And, and that's exactly what he needed. It was always when Folland was there um, and, and uh, when um, Havertz was there, he wasn't just getting, he wasn't getting those starts, but he's, he's got the confidence. He realizes now how important he is for the team. The team realize how important he is and that he can do it. I mean, he can score with his head. Well, two, two of the goals he scored last weekend. Yeah. Weekend ago. Uh, Absolutely fabulous goals, real striker's goal, got in front of the uh, defender to, 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 to nod it away and, and, and a really nice curled ball from distance. A lot of finesse uh, to his play. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, the the group is one that they said they wanted to win. Edmund Tapsorba, the, the, the central defender for uh, Leverkusen, said right at the beginning of the campaign, they're setting out to win this whole thing and and certainly to come first and top of the group and, and i think the way they've played so far they've hit as you say rory they've hit form um they're playing peter bosch football what i mean he wanted to play that when he was at, at dortmund it, it is his style he's a very attack-minded um uh, coach loves to see his players going forward and and, and they've uh, they've they deserve to, to be where they are absolutely agreed i think um they they are designed to really find the net and as you've mentioned with someone in Alario who now seems to have the trust of the manager it seems to be that they're set for a really good push now up until uh, well at least certainly the end of the group stages where I personally expect them to qualify uh, which leads us neatly on to where we think uh, this group will finish up so uh, in my humble opinion I'm thinking that by by Leverkusen will top their group and uh, I think um, I haven't seen much of Nice and certainly obviously in their their game where they were hit by Leverkusen, they weren't particularly impressive. So I think the way it stands at the moment will be as is. So I expect Slavia to go through as well. 
Um, so I think Leverkusen will switch positions and get that first place that they crave. So that that's going to be the top two for me. Mark? Yeah, I think I'm going to go actually Slavia to top the group simply because I think Leverkusen, if they beat uh, the Israeli side at home, they'll probably know that they're through and they might play a slightly weaker side after that. And I think Slavia, obviously, playing in the Czech League is probably not that I've never really watched any Czech games, to be honest with you. But I wouldn't imagine it's the strongest of leagues compared to, obviously, the Bundesliga. And I have seen quite a bit of Slavia Prague last season. I mean, I know they lost a few players. I think West Ham signed a couple of their players. But they are a decent side, actually, Slavia Prague. I'm quite impressed with them when I've seen them. And I actually fancy them to top the group simply because I think in the last game, uh, when they when Slavia travelled to Leverkusen, I expect to see a heavily weakened uh, Leverkusen side. So I'm going to go Slavia to top it ahead of Leverkusen in second. I disagree. I think Leverkusen will top it, and I don't think they'll put out a weakened side. They'll rotate in a few uh, positions, but I, I, I don't think Peter Bosch. They, they they do tend to to be there and go for it every time. So I'm going to go Slavia Prague in second, Leverkusen first. There's a slight chance that uh, um, Nice might swap places with Hapoel Beersheba, but uh, as far as that group is concerned, I, I think the first two are, are going to be the first two. Yeah, 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 absolutely agree. Yeah. Okay, and on to the final Bundesliga team that have been competing in the European uh, scene this year. Obviously, is Hoffenheim. Yeah. Now, obviously, we've talked a lot about Hoffenheim's struggles in we recent weeks in the Bundesliga. We've been less than impressed with their performances. But, I mean, in the Europa League, it's been the opposite, really. I mean, obviously, three heavy wins, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they beat the, uh, the Serbian champions... Uh, Red Star Belgrade. That was kind of the big win, really. The, I think when they won that one, they kind of knew they were going to go through the group, really. And then, obviously, they beat Ghent away from home. That was a really impressive performance as well, a 4-1 win away from home with 33 shots. And then, obviously, I mean, a hammering of Slovan Liberec. I mean, they're minnows, really, let's be honest with you. They're one of those kind of sides that kind of slip through the net and qualify occasionally for these competitions, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's been a really, really comfortable group. But I think you've also got to question the strength of this group a little bit, I guess. I mean, obviously, some of these Europa League groups can be a little bit weak in the early stage. And I think this is one of them. Yeah. Um, well, Phil, do you agree that it's a bit of a weak group? That one? I, was, I was about to say that next time I'm to get into the Europa League, that's the group I want them to be in. <laughs> <laughs> because with all due respect to, uh, to all of those uh, sides in there, um, yeah, Hoffenheim have basically are in the position that, uh, uh, aside from the Bundesliga, should be in against that opposition. With all uh, respect, Red, Red Star Belgrade, of course, are, are, are a name to be conjured with as well. Um, I do think that uh, Hoffenheim have, 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 have done the job that they, they, they set out to do, but it, it is against, as you quite rightly point out, they, it, there's no, uh, not even, there's not even a niece or a... a side like that in there or, or even a fire nord or uh th th that can really give them a bumpy ride i, I think they've uh, they've done adequately and done well uh against the the sides put out in front of them but uh yeah hoffenheim will have more problems in the bundesliga this season than, than they were having yeah. it in this group and do you think Hoffenheim can challenge to win the Europa League? Because obviously, I mean, Dietmar Hopp, he's going to want that first big piece of silverware. <clears throat> and I think perhaps the Europa League could present a decent opportunity. Yeah. Do you think, uh, Phil, do you think they could challenge to get that first piece, big piece of silverware? No. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've got. I don't think they've got the squad. I don't think they've got the necessary talent to pick some of the other big sides in there. Yeah. Uh, for instance, if it came down to Leverkusen, Hoffenheim, I would put my money on Leverkusen. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I think. I don't the... think they'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Europa League often changes in difficulty. It ups about two notches when the t the third place teams from the Champions League come down. You know, I think it's like as yeah. we said, sometimes you can get some tough groups. I think Celtic are in there with AC Milan, Lille, and uh, Sparta Prague. That's a pretty tough group. But I think some of the groups like this Group L. I mean, it's just like um, I mean. Some of the sides are just not really good enough to compete at this level, are they? Let's be honest, really. So it's I think because there's so many. I mean, you've got Tottenham yeah, Hotspur yeah. in there as well. I mean, Spurs, yeah, yeah. Hoffenheim are not going to give Spurs any nasty yeah, yeah. surprises. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So all, yeah. Again, I keep saying with all due respect, you know, Hoffenheim doing what they can, and uh, yeah. they're they, mm -hmm. they're a young club, and and and. and Germany is really split about uh, clubs like Leipzig and and Hoffenheim. Um, a lot of the, uh, the the locals, as it were, have have big problems with the non uh, tradition clubs, uh, as as, yeah. as they would call them. Um, but I think Hoffenheim have, have have done really well and 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 deserve their time in the Europa League. And and I can see them getting through to the quarters or even possibly at best semi finals. But uh, I, I don't see them having enough to to, to win the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more there. Yeah. Okay, so that pretty much uh, wraps up our European coverage. Yeah. So it's um, so yeah. I just want to kind of close by doing our usual because obviously we do produce a lot of other uh, media as well for you guys. So I just want to kind of uh, go over a few points. So obviously, again, we do we would love you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and obviously as well follow us on our podcast. You can get our podcast on a number of different media ventures, including uh, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, on many different uh, different uh, platforms as well. But also as well as the videos, we also uh, provide a lot of different articles and uh, literature related to football as well. So if you're interested in a bit more of what we do here at o Over the Bar, you can check out uh, our Twitter as well called at Over the Bar FB. I mean, you can literally find articles on just about everything related to football. Like I think today we published an article on West Brom, also, we've got articles on Bradford City. On in, I write some about international football as well, like on even the Russian Premier League. You can find some information on. So I mean, it's just the list is endless, basically. You know, I know Rory writes a lot about the Bundesliga too. If you're interested in more of his stuff, also you can visit our website, which is our main piece as well. You can find links to all of our pieces on there. www otbfootball.net so please uh, read our article subscribe on youtube and follow or give us a good rating on our podcast as well so yeah so that was the end of our first um our first european edition of these shows yeah we will come to you again with another edition at the end of the sixth round as well and just before the draw for the last 16 of the champions league this year as well and thanks a lot to Phil as well for joining us. It was really, we, we loved hearing your points as well. It was really good, really entertaining. Yeah, it was fantastic. We hope Pleasure. you can join again on here. We're waiting for the next time you're going to be here as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere fast at the moment, uh, like everybody else in the lockdown. <laughs>
yeah, yeah. yeah we're looking forward to it so thanks a lot guys again all the best and yeah thanks to rory again and phil and catch you next time